This show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Hey there, vault dwellers and wastelanders. This is your host, Tom or Robots, and this is a little intro to the rest of the episode because this week we have a very special extended episode with a guest from one of the other shows on the Robots Radio Network. I'm not going to spoil, well, you've probably read the description, so you probably already know, but uh, stay tuned. I, I, I talk it up pretty good, so stay tuned for that. I uh, just want to let you know, because this episode is super long, that I'm holding the housekeeping stuff, the uh, call-outs for the new patrons, which, by the way, there are some. Thank you so much. I did get the new patrons in. Thank you so much. I will give you call-outs next week on the show, and also the extended ending and the reading out the reviews stuff. So we're not going to do that this week, but I will catch back up next week with that stuff, and stay tuned, because we have a very special interview, and we're talking designing your character and character builds in traditional fallout games and a little bit more about the outer worlds because that comes out in just a few weeks hope you guys enjoy it talk to you later Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fallout Lorecast. I am your host, Tom, or Robots, and I am here today with a very special guest because, well, you guys know that we have a network here at Robots Radio, and the Fallout Lorecast is one of the shows on the network, and there is another show on the network who is doing some amazing things. They started out with one podcast about stories, about video games, and they've now expanded into two podcasts bringing in the outer worlds, which all of us Fallout fans are very hopeful for. We think that this is going to be an amazing game. And based on the episodes that they've put out so far on the uh, Outer Worlds show, it it seems like it's going to be pretty good. So help me welcome my friend and fellow host on the Robots Radio Network, Sebastian. Sebastian, how's it going? It's going great. Going great, Tom. Happy to be here. Happy to join up on the Fallout Lorecast for the first time. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you're here. And this is uh it's been too long, man. We've been doing podcasts together on the network for like months now. And we've Seriously. just never quite, you know, grouped up to do this. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, it was a pretty busy summer for me. I, I moved and started a new job and with starting a new show and having the old show, it's it's been it's been a rush, but I'm glad we finally like nailed down a time and could could do this together. Yeah, yeah. And I, I enjoy having the other hosts on the network join me for these shows because, and I've mentioned this before on my show, I don't always get to hear other people's perspectives on things when I'm prepping for an episode. You know, sometimes I'll toss some ideas around with my wife or my daughter or Mm. just, you know, on the discord in general, but to be able to sit down with somebody else and get somebody else's experience with these games, like I do in the monthly Patreon call. And Mm. sometimes when I have guests is always a special treat to me. So uh, why don't you hint at a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. You were bringing the topic for us to discuss and I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um so I have recently gotten back into 
uh, Fallout New Vegas a little bit. After doing a little bit with the Outer World show and looking into that game coming up and all the similarities that Obsidian's putting into that game that harkened back to New Vegas, it really gave me the itch. And I had to get back into that game, get back into the Mojave Wasteland and remember all the good times that I had there. Yeah. And in doing so, I... I realized that I always kind of make the same character when I start a follow game. Mm-hmm. So this go around, I made somebody completely different than I usually do. And I just wanted to come on and talk with you and have a conversation uh, using that as kind of a jumping off point of what you look for when you're building a character, what's your preferences. Um, I can give you some of mine and yeah. um, kind of what this character turned into because he was, he was a treat. <laughs> Yeah. And there's so many options. And I've talked about this with some other people before. And I just briefly, I have a tendency to do the same thing. If I, if I go with my default gut, I tend to be more uh, perception, agility, mm-hmm. uh, sneaky sniper, try to, uh, you know, have a just enough, um, you know, science to kind of hack a computer if I need to. Right. That kind of thing. But, um, I, I, I don't really min-max very much with my character. I tend to just kind of keep it a little bit balanced and a little bit more on the um, perception, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, not not strength, not too much, you know, a little bit of intelligence. I don't know. I'm rambling. But um, what do you no, know? Yeah. <laughs> what do you normally do? What, what kind of character I, do you normally build? I, I found the same problem. I was I was always kind of doing the same thing. I was always doing it. And now that I think about it, and after talking to to Ken from the Chad the seventy six podcast, um, I always do kind of a Chad build. I do a lot of strength <laughs> and a lot of charisma <laughs> and not much intelligence. I'm we like, need to, oh my god, we need to make that an official thing. Somebody <laughs> in chat before we end this episode, you need to go into the Discord, into the Fall Forecast Discord. And design a Chad build and, and, you know, lay out the special. What would the special be for somebody like Chad from the yeah. Chad uh, for, for, me, story show? for me, it was like mostly strength, mostly charisma. He's like, he can talk to people. No, not many, not much intelligence, not much perception. Right. <laughs> um, right. A little bit of luck. Um, but yeah, so I would always kind of have that. I'd always prioritize charisma because i'm obviously like from hidden pixels you can tell i love the story i love finding Mm -hmm. those like different ways of approaching a situation and those are kind of blocked off i feel like if you don't have charisma high to from the get-go yeah uh charisma and then intelligence is interesting too because it does block off certain things if it's not high or extremely low right that (laughs) right if you're anywhere in the middle you're missing out on something (laughs) exactly so i usually go dumb yeah, <laughs> and, get, and get those hilarious like dialogue options. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and then I and then I try to go try to talk my way through situations, but I have the strength to to rely back on if I need to. So, how are you enjoying this uh, atypical character build for you? Uh, so it's it's different. So <laughs> it's it's definitely changed my play style completely. So mm-hmm. I went, um, I kind of went more of what you were saying yours was it's more of a sneaky build um it's more uh, agility it's more perception i put luck way up i i'm also playing like super mean so every yes. like dialogue choice is like horrible i woke right. up in good springs and wiped the town out oh <laughs> uh, yeah i just wow. went full on like insane person sociopath 
Yeah, um, that's the chaotic evil. Like you're just yes. way on the bottom right side of that box. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm off the box. I'm that yeah. far off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and the boomers are like, not the boomers. The um, the powder gangers are like my best friends. So <laughs> I meet them early and we're all having a great time. <laughs> so you've had your best friends. They're your buddies. You're like, right? yeah. we have so much in common. You like to just murder people for no reason. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. It, it was, it was a, it was a perfect match. It was, and awesome. then you guys like hold hands and they're skipping around the wasteland together and <laughs> shooting people like, dynamite, yeah. dynamite over our shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's funny. But yeah. I, I built a character very similarly in new Vegas when I played it for the first time, because mm-hmm. Um, I had co-played it with my wife and she was basically running the show and I was kind of helping out. Mm-hmm. And then when I jumped into my own playthrough for the first time, I created a very similar mean spirited character named <laughs> bitch fist. Um, oh, that's right. Yes. I yeah. remember you talking about this. <laughs> so, yeah. And he was a complete douchebag and um, it was, very, you know, it becomes very hard at some point to really lean into that when it just feels so dark and so wrong. Yeah. Yeah, um, you can only get so far through the story or through like the playthrough like that. And if you have any sort of morals or goodness within you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Have you done any other character builds other than your typical and this one? Or does you just always end up generally doing the same build? And this is like the first time you've deviated from that. This was the first time, but it got me thinking of of what else I would try. And now I'm like down a rabbit hole on like, um, wikis and Reddit threads, seeing what, what other builds are out there, what people are preferring. Mm-hmm. Um, so what stuff are you found, finding? I'm finding some interesting stuff. There's, um, there's a lot of people trying to do melee builds where you're just using your fists or melee weapons mm-hmm. and what the best special would be for that. And actually, it's a lot of, obviously, it's a lot of strength, but it was some, I was surprised to find that it's a lot of agility as well, because you got to move in and out because you'll be mm. taking too much damage if you're going up against a Deathclaw or a Cazador in New Vegas. You can't really uh, take it. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you need to get that, you need to get that agility up. You need to get your, um, and then the perks that they picked actually were, were interesting because it's a lot of damage resistance and it's a lot of like, uh, healing what you'd think of as a healer would have um, huh. because you're oh, you're constantly trying to heal yourself so that you don't die on the first swipe when you're um, when you're up against it when you're face to face in hand to hand combat right yeah it was interesting uh, yeah yeah uh, you know uh, Cazadors man screw oh, those guys oh. Yeah, no, no, never again, never again. Yeah, interestingly, um, my wife, and this is my wife. Every time I say that, I turn poor um, <laughs> That's never going to get old. I mean, it never. did, and then it didn't again. Um, so, interestingly to me, my wife is a, a petite female. She's not a big person, um, <clears throat> you know. Uh, but when she plays RPGs. She just wants to beat the crap out of everything with her, <laughs> with her fists and with her, with her two-handed weapons. So That's she amazing. always goes these like strength builds, like these really tanky strength, because she doesn't worry, want to worry about anybody hurting her. I think that's right. what it is. I think it's this, uh, this feeling of like generally being a smaller person and female mm-hmm. in a very male-dominated, aggressive culture, you tend to always feel like you're maybe a little bit on edge for your own mm-hmm. safety. So to be able to play a character where you can just like not care about that and just 
beat the crap out of things and tank anything is like that's that's her dream character i guess so. right it's like wish fulfillment like if i can yeah. be anything i'm gonna be this huge badass dude who just wails on people with my fists right right <laughs> right so did you find any other builds that were common that that are out there well like in my understanding people tend it's a bethesda game people tend to go mm. sneak archer or sneak sniper yep. right in yep. this case that was the um, next one i was going to bring up sneak sniper is really yeah. really common yeah that's and that's usually where i end up going what about like a charisma build is there is there like a known uh best combination or extremely high charisma and pairing that with something else so i didn't find people a lot of the builds that i was finding said just um tank charisma like trash charisma and have it all the way down to one and use the points for other things i couldn't mm. find a good charisma build which is like the first thing i went for prioritizing that um that was the first thing i was searching for yeah and um I didn't find anything that was like satisfying. Huh. Um, but I That's interesting. Think, yeah. I, I would think you'd pair it with, I don't know, maybe a perception. I do it with strength because if I have to rely on something, if the, the conversation goes wrong, I want to be able to back it up. <laughs> with, uh, a, with a heavy with, fist. With my fist <laughs> or my, uh, my super sludge. And my axe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the Gimli yeah. built. It's the Gimli built. Right, right. Um, I'm wondering if any of our listeners or anybody in the Twitch chat right now has uh, played a high charisma build in any of the mainline Fallout games and how they made that work. And if it did work, um, I'd love for you guys to write me in and let me know or or talk about this on the Discord uh, because that would be really, really cool to find out. Um, I've never tried it for more than just, you know, I don't know, an hour or two building a new character and just seeing what happens. Mm hmm. So I don't really know, especially when it comes to end game stuff and, and the perks that you get later on, if that really turns into something super cool or not. Yeah, a lot of them are are finding ways to avoid the violence with the charisma build. So you're either doing um, you're trying to get the the lady killer or I forget what the other one is, that perk where you yeah. can. um where you can talk to the opposite sex and you can have those unique conversations. Um, the animal lover or animal friend, I think, is under the charisma uh, chain. So that one, you can, any creature that comes out, you can pacify them once you get high enough and you can use them for your side. It's, right. it's kind of avoiding, trying to make up for the fact that you don't have points in those other categories by using your, your charm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just kind of balancing it that, that way. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so here's another question for you, and I'm sure yeah. this isn't something that you uh, probably, um, maybe I'm not sure of, but you probably didn't okay. come across this in any of your research. Okay. But if, if we were to think, and, and this is the Fallout lore cap, so I always want to bring back some, something about the lore, not just the games, mm-hmm. but the lore itself. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're 200 years after the bombs drop, or 100 years after the bomb, depending on which game you're playing or whatever. What character build would be the most lore likely or and let's let's just go with uh fallout 4 right okay you're fallout 4 you are the male character Mm -hmm. you come out of the vault you were a soldier you um you know spent some time in the military but now you are back at home you're part of civilian life you go in a vault you come out what kind of build if we were to create a character build what do you think that character would have as hmm. it's, you know, would it be straight yeah. across the board? 
you know, just based on what we know about the character and how the character interacts in the game by default. Yeah, I don't think it would be straight across. I th- like you said, he's a soldier or mm-hmm. was a soldier. I think he would have a, a higher strength than average. I also right. think, and maybe it was just because we were just talking about charisma, but I think he'd have higher charisma than average. He's practicing his speech and is, is about to do one that night at the... Oh, yeah. Uh, where is it? The the veterans office or something like that. Something but like he, that, yes. yes. So I would think his charisma is a little higher than average. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Luck, I don't think would be very high because his entire family was stolen or killed. <laughs> right, right. Yes, low luck. Low, low luck. luck. <laughs> okay, what about endurance? Uh, chat's chiming in here with some, some thoughts. What oh, about okay. endurance? Uh, endurance. Hmm. I think it would be uh, average, maybe a little higher than average, but not too yeah, high. He's probably a fit guy. You know, he's probably yeah. the kind of guy who got into a regular regiment of, you know, eating the right foods, exercising, things like that. And he's no, he's no superhuman. There's probably at least right. a six or seven in the yeah, endurance. I would say area. six or seven. That's uh, just above average. Same with right. agility. Maybe, maybe right around the five because mm-hmm. he's a bigger guy, I would think, or he's a soldier. So he might have a little more muscle on him, might not be so agile. Right. Uh, what am I missing? Uh, perception. Uh, intelligence and perception. Oh, I think I ran mm. out of skill points. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> that, that's mechanics, uh, and not as much lore, but, um, but yeah. Hey, oh, that's true. That's true. All right. Yeah. Uh, we, can, we can fudge that a little bit. Some people okay. are in, in chat are saying medium intelligence. You know what? I have to, and, and this isn't a knock on anybody in the military. Many people who join the military do so because they didn't do as well in school. And it turns into an opportunity for them to get their lives together, to find education in a way that uh, fits them better. So maybe he doesn't have traditional intelligence the way that it would be defined for like scientists and things like that. Right. If it's it's a one to 10 scale with 10 being scientists or the the smartest people in the world. Right. um, I don't think he'd be on the higher end of that. Saying, yeah, I, uh, if I had to dock her. anything, it would be it would be intelligence. I, I, he's probably a very simple person. Yeah. He loves his country. He loves his family. He wants to do what's right, you know. And that's yeah, that's been his life. And he's not he's not book smart. He doesn't spend a lot of time studying up on things. He just does what yeah, he needs to do. There's just no mention of it. Yeah, as um, yeah. I think a Mustang brought it up in the chat on on Twitch. He, uh, there's no mention of specialization. So mm-hmm. it, it just seems like he got the regular the resi- regular regular basic training, right? Right. Okay. Um, well, what was left? Uh, perception. Perception. Maybe uh, I would say it's 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 similar to, um, it's it's that that medium to medium high. I mean, okay. if you're a soldier, you have to be kind of aware of your surroundings at least. I mm-hmm. don't think he's completely dumb and blind to everything around him. Um, I yeah. also don't think he'd be like that. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he'd be like completely oblivious. Right. So here's another thought on this. Mm-hmm. In a world where they have certain types of advanced technology, and in the, in the clip in the beginning where you see the soldiers going off to war, mm-hmm. their regular soldiers are marching alongside the uh, power-armored soldiers. Oh, yeah. They all have these like upgraded helmets and, and this extra gear with them. Because it is 2077. Even though they don't have miniaturized uh, computer technology the way we do, Mm-hmm. They still have probably improved optics and those kinds of things. In that case, his perception may be augmented by his gear. Uh, so his own physical perception doesn't have to be as high. Mm-hmm. So that might be another way to, to kind of balance the point structure. You know, that's a good point. Slightly, yeah. intelligence slightly lower on perception 
in order to increase some of these other things. So they lower on charisma, but then you can push some of the other ones up. Yeah. Well, I think charisma might be a little higher. I think luck is definitely or checked luck. out. Luck. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking luck and I said charisma. <laughs> yeah. It's probably yeah, better it, with perception, Lex says. Yeah, this is interesting. I, w- I would love for you guys to put together builds for uh, well, one Chad, do like a muscle-bound, yes. <laughs> charismatic dummy build, right? And then um, yeah, even for each of the different Fallout games, or at least the ones that most of us have played, Fallout 4, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 3, and you know, throw together a build and put it up on, on Discord. Maybe we could vote. Hey, so one of the things uh, mm-hmm. Sebastian's known for is running these competitions on the Discord where you put things <laughs> against each other. Man, we can have a few different builds for different characters and have people vote on which one they think is most accurate. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm sure there are websites where you can go and just put in the numbers for a character build and it will just, it'll automatically give you the total amount of points you can allocate Mm -hmm. and and you can build those. So, um, yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Build battles. Build battles. Done. (laughs) New idea. All out build battles. That's great. That's great. Awesome. (laughs) <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. So, um, anything else with the character builds from the original games? And and just to remind our listeners, builds from seventy six. Those are more, more mechanical builds. In mm-hmm. that you you do a bloodied build or you do a, a stealth build or those kinds of things. Because of the um, nature of the multiplayer version of that game, we're talking like role playing a character, really getting into this is who my character is. This is what they would decide in this situation. This is why they have this intelligence score or this strength score or whatever. So any other insight you have on any of those? No, I guess the last thing I wanted to bring up as far as the builds go is that it's funny to see which um, companions I choose to bring with me based on my builds. Um, Oh, that's cool. I I didn't get far enough into um, New Vegas to get any companions really. Um, but I was thinking about like who it would be in new Vegas because in fallout four, we'll say when I have my, my charismatic strongman uh, build that I usually go for, um, I'm picking strongman. I see like <laughs> old 1930s, like drawing yeah. of like a, like a, I don't know, a ringmaster yeah. uh, pointing with, over at the strongman with the big muscles, you know, <laughs> with the unitard on and the curly mustache. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. The striped unitard and the mustache and the dumbbells. Yeah. That's definitely my guy. <laughs> I, <laughs> the mustache tried, is where all the charisma lives. That's it. That's the source of the charisma. That's that 10 the charisma right there. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to shave that off. You lose all the no. charisma. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I end up um, for Fallout 4, I end up actually not complimenting my character very well because I take highly charismatic other characters. Like I, I usually grab Hancock because he's a good mm-hmm. time. Um, right. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and, and so I end up grabbing these characters that are similar to mine and not balancing my character out when we're playing through. So interesting. I, I, I don't know if you, if you find yourself picking characters or companions based on your builds. Mm-hmm. Or, um, so, or if yeah, I'm, I'm less mechanical about it. Um, so by default, let's just talk Fallout 4 because there's so yeah. many different variations we talk about, but most people are familiar with Fallout 4 at this point. So mm-hmm. Fallout 4, if I could pick only one companion ever, I always go with Dogmeat. Dogmeat oh, yeah. is my boy. He's, <laughs> he, he finds stuff, he warns you of bad guys, and he's cute. You can put a little thing around his neck or some armor <laughs> on. Right? Dogmeat's yeah. oh, Dog yeah. my boy. I am totally into the feeling like I'm adventuring in this world by myself. 
and not mm-hmm. having to rely on any other humans. And to have my dog companion along with me is the perfect companion for that. Oh, that's perfect. When that I is, don't that- have dog meat, when I don't have dog meat, I pick companions based on the ones that I like personally the most, the mm-hmm. ones that I want to be around. It has nothing to do with their stats, with their abilities, with their things that they like that you do, the things that they dislike that you do. It always just has to be like, oh, do I feel like being around, you know, uh, Mr. Handy today? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to bring Mr. Handy with me. Or do, do I feel like being around a giant super mutant who's going to make funny jokes about humans? You know, like in, in the middle. <laughs> well, let's go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming with me, you know, like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, Saul says in chat here, how can you not love dog meat? Seriously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but everybody has their favorites. We talked about this on one of the recent um, uh, Patreon episodes, and mm-hmm. it's, it's really interesting. And, and it makes sense. There's so much variety, so everybody's a little bit different, but everybody oh, yeah. picks, picks different uh, companions. So, They're just so unique, too, that you can relate. You can find one that you relate to or you, you, you're really attached to. And, um, and it really, like... It, there's so much variation. Somebody's going to speak to you, whether it's yeah. the, the ghoul dressed up like John Hancock or right. the, the robot buddy or yeah, the Codsworth, <laughs> Codsworth or, yeah. or the Curie. other robot buddy who's, yeah, yeah. the, the, or the other robot robot. Buddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> All the robot buddies. So there's always some, something for somebody. I'm, I, I'm similar to you. I guess I'm not thinking about as much my stats when I'm picking them. I'm just, like I said with Hancock, he's a great time. So I want to bring him along and, have him make quips while I'm, while I'm taking on the wasteland. Right. Right. Yeah. He's one character who I never really, uh, uh, took out into the wasteland with me. He was like him and, no. um, uh, Garvey. Uh, yep. I was like, no Garvey, you're staying here, dude. No Garvey. Yeah, yes. Never, never Garvey. Yeah, no, no Garvey. <laughs> I mean, I thought you were cool when we first met, but then mm-hmm. uh, things kind of took, took a downturn. He's very clingy. He's just very clingy. So clingy. <laughs> He's so clingy. Um, yeah, Kate, I really liked. Uh, yeah, I like Kate. I married Kate. <laughs> did you marry Kate? I did marry oh. Kate. My first playthrough. Yeah. Well, she's you know she's a, she's a looker. She's kind of um, tough. Oh and, yeah. I mean, she'll kick your butt. Like, don't yeah. cross her. If she says, "Honey, can you pick up some groceries on your way home from work?" <laughs> you better freaking pick up those groceries. I'm picking up the she groceries. Will, <laughs> she will. She will deck you when you get home, and she will say, "Go back and get the groceries." Yeah, you that's, know that's, that's just how our relationship works. I mean, everybody finds a way to make their marriage make the marriage work, right? <laughs> <laughs> some some people just need the the you know they just want the other spouse to be more dominant, and that's totally that's what they it. want. That's fine. Everybody has know? their preferences, right? right <laughs> Something for everybody. Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, I would love to hear some of uh, the people in chat and uh, our listeners, our listeners at home on their podcast devices. Uh, chime in either you know sending me notes responding on twitter or or jumping in the discord which by the way you guys are freaking amazing everybody here in the twitch chat right now or you know a lot of a lot of you are members of the discord community and you guys are just talking about awesome stuff every day and being so cool with each other so thank you so much for just being yourselves and being so awesome on the internet where that is so rare that's (laughs) huge um and and sebastian sees it too because he's in there regularly as well oh yeah Thank yeah, you to all of you guys. It's an amazing group. I, I never thought that I could find something like this, like you said, on the internet, a community like this. And it's just, it's amazing. It's so refreshing. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. from somebody who's, who's taking part in it. If you have any questions about Nuka world, I'd be delighted to answer them. Hello there, old chap. 
Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. So the other thing I wanted to get to today, because at this point, I mean, how many weeks have you been doing the Outer Worlds show? Uh, the first episode released in mid-August. So I want to say tomorrow we release our eighth episode. So just about two months. Okay. So yeah. So you were way deeper into this than I am. I've listened to your episodes, but mm-hmm. I didn't do the research, right? Yeah. And we both know when you research something, you get like 200% of the stuff that you oh. actually need. And then you narrow it <laughs> down much. to the stuff you want to do the show about, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, so you are the expert on this, and we are just a few weeks away from the Outer Worlds. And to remind anybody who hasn't been, who's, I don't know, have had their heads stuck in a hole somewhere, uh, <laughs> Outer Worlds is the next game by Obsidian, the people who were responsible for New Vegas, and uh, even some of the original designers who worked on the original Fallout games are mm-hmm. still at Obsidian. And the hullabaloo, that's a good word, uh, around this game <laughs> is that it is kind of like a spiritual successor to New Vegas in a lot of ways. Would you agree with that at this point in in how much you've dug into the details? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, it has obsidian fingerprints all over it. You can just see that they have taken what worked in New Vegas and have put it in this game, updated it, made it modern. And fix things that didn't work. I mean, um, people talk often talk about the the combat in Bethesda games and how they. It's not the best. It's not the best shooting. It's not right. the best melee. But I think looking at the gameplay, obviously, I haven't played the game. But looking at the gameplay, it looks like they Obsidian has taken steps to like drastically improve that, uh, mm-hmm. along with keeping the amazing storylines, all of the dialogue options. I mean, this is a game where you can literally kill every single person in the game if you want to so and there aren't like key npcs <laughs> yeah they're like you know in skyrim you kill an, a key npc and they get right back up you know right right they would, they would be knocked unconscious or something and then right. survive somehow no every single one you're supposed to be able to um if, so if you want to play that way, you can. Um, and then there are ways they'll drop something or there's a terminal or some way for you to continue the quest or that quest is just blocked off from you if, if, that's that's, great. if that's what happens. Yeah, it's that's the choices great. that you made with actual consequences that the world reacts to. I wonder, okay, so this makes me wonder if you could totally break the game. If you just kill everybody and the game oh, would be yeah. like, sorry, no more quests. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice try. I think that's been the biggest challenge. Listening to developer views and seeing um, different kind of gameplay videos. I think that that's been a big challenge for Obsidian, trying to allow this as much flexibility and freedom as they can in the game while still having a game in the end. Right. Um, and it has, I, I, from what I've seen, they've done it. Um, we won't know until that's the 25th great. it's out, but yeah. it really looks like you have as much freedom as you want to do what you want. <laughs> so uh, Nest in chat writes, even kids? <laughs> Are there kids? I don't know that I remember seeing kids in any of the footage. I have not seen kids yet. Um, there yeah. are like younger, like maybe teenage. I think one of your companions. Young adults. Teenage. Yeah, young adult. Yeah. But uh, no kids. No. Not that I've seen. <laughs> so you've gone through um, lots of different topics. Can you, I don't know, just off the top of your head, list off some of the, some of the different topics you've already delved into in the show in order to yeah. prep people for the game coming out? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I kind of break it down into a couple of different uh, areas. Like every every episode will have a topic, one topic that we focus on, and then a news section. So no matter what, you're going to get the latest news as to what happening, what's happening in the game. Into, um, what, and into what happened? Into what? Into happened? What, what happened in the game? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, so that first topic that I go into, the main topic, um, we've done. Um, We've done some lore episodes where we go into the various uh, factions in the game, the corporations. So basically the world that you're in in outer space is run by corporate entities. And there's dozen, uh, probably a dozen or so corporations that each have their own motivations, are working against each other, with each other. Right. Uh, so we had a whole episode that breaks those down. We had um, and, and, and to, it, to jump in here, the yeah. very similar complexity to the stuff we've seen in New Vegas. Yes. I mean, there's definitely complexity in Fallout Four and Fallout Three, but there's there's a certain type of of overlap that or I, I don't there's a way that the things in New Vegas feel connected to each other and dependent on each other mm-hmm. that uh, the way you've been describing what's going on in the outer world uh, feels very similar. It, and it is. It, it reminds me a lot of it. Um, tomorrow's episode, actually, on Tuesday the 8th, is all about the different factions in your reputation, and mm-hmm. so which was a huge mechanic in New Vegas. Um, and so it goes, it's a very similar system where depending on who you um, help out or who you go against, they'll either like you or not like you. You'll gain certain um, reputations with different groups. And it could block off gameplay. It could block off quests. It could block off locations. Um, you could be attacked on site. It's very mm-hmm. similar in that way. And the so entire, you're telling me yeah. you're telling me that I'm going to absolutely need to take a month off of work so I can play through at least three different times, right? At a minimum of three different <laughs> minimum, times, full time playing the Outer Worlds for an entire month instead of going to work. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to my boss tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm gonna say, hey, take guys. And off the end of October and the rest yeah. of November, <laughs> I'll be back in the holidays at some point. Yep. I've, uh, <laughs> so it comes out the 25th of October this month. It, mm-hmm. That's a Friday. I've taken that Friday and Monday off. I don't think it will oh, be Oh, dude, enough. you're already ahead of the game. I, need <laughs> I to don't get think it will be enough. <laughs> Holy crap. Maybe we should stream this. Oh, it's not multiplayer. Uh, we should each, we should eat, you should yeah. start streaming games and I'll start streaming as we'll both stream the game and play it and then we can have conversations come back and come and get into it yeah no that'd be awesome i need to figure out the streaming thing (laughs) nobody wants to see my face that's the problem you don't need to use your face you just (laughs) use your little use your little pixel guy up on the screen everybody wants to see him (laughs) yeah he's cute he's cool all right so i cut you off on saying something else but um i don't know if you remember it now (laughs) Uh, i was probably just rambling about the game uh no it's 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 a lot of different things. It's a, so the show has covered a lot of different topics. We also, so that's a lot of like lore and a little bit of mechanics. We also get into, uh, last week I did a whole episode on builds and the build mm-hmm. system and the character creation system within Outer Worlds. Which so is, uh, yeah, what, what is different? Because I didn't get to catch up on this episode yet. I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't been uh, driving as much because my schedule has been a little bit different. So that's mm-hmm. usually my podcast time. I spend a lot of time commuting to work. Nice. Um, yeah. but I, I need to catch up with your show. Uh, what, what are the main takeaways between the difference between outer worlds and uh, fallout? So the outer worlds, it has a similar system. It's still an obsidian game. They made new Vegas with all those mechanics and those systems, but this one, it's 
in the outer worlds, it's based on attributes, skills, and perks. So those are words like we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, here, attributes are basically your special. Uh, it's the backbone of your character. It's right. what you'll put points in when you first create your character. Uh, skills, you can level up and you can get more points as you go along. You can have a certain allotment when you start, but it's things such as hacking, as uh, stealth, and those are your different skills that you'll level up. And then mm-hmm. the perk system is actually like, the, uh, I heard somebody online call it like the cherry on top or like the top layer of the cake, where it's it's kind of like that extra bit where you can uh, really refine your character by right. um, getting, there's there's three tiers. I can go into a lot of detail on it, but I, I'll, I'll let you guys listen to the episode. But basically, yeah, you, you can just kind of give us a, the rough idea and then we can dive in a little bit more and actually listen to your show. Yeah, for perks, it's it's three tiers, but they're not necessarily based on um, the attributes you, you had. They complement them, but you can pick oh. any ones you want. Um, oh. But you start off in tier one. Once you unlock five tier one perks, you move to tier two. Those are unlocked. And then five more okay. tier threes unlocked. So it's like um, a tiered tier system. A tiered tier system. Yes. Mm. <laughs> tiers on tiers. Tiers on uh, tiers. All the way down. All the way. Turtle, turtles on turtles. Uh, th- this all actually revolves around the flaw system as well, which is something I covered in one of the episodes. Uh, uh-huh. Your character, if you do something stupid enough times, <laughs> you will get a flaw and be bad at doing that for the rest of the game. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so if these, like a certain type of enemy, uh, there's these big praying mantis kind of enemies in the game. And if they kill you repeatedly, your character becomes scared of fighting them and does and all your stats against them decrease oh my god so you could totally okay so uh, and so there's now two different ways to completely fail the game one kill all the npcs so you can't actually complete any more quests yep. Two, fail at everything to the point where you can't actually <laughs> succeed at all in anything i want oh, to see how many of these anymore. flaws i want to see how many of these flaws you can get because oh it, it's, it's just such a smart system that fits right into like that obsidian way of doing things where like of course your character hates doing this you died like 20 times trying to kill this one enemy right you must be just inherently bad at this yes thing. right <laughs> oh you can't pick locks anymore you idiot you keep breaking yeah. your lockpick pretty much there's stealth ones oh you you're more um you're more like observable because you kept getting caught by guards when you're sleeping. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, Hey, Hey dummy, maybe sneaking around isn't for you. Start right. running in and just punching them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> just, just go better. all out, man. That's yeah. <laughs> where we can tell, we can tell that's more of your thing. Maybe stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stick to your strengths, buddy. <laughs> stick to your strengths, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so that's that, awesome. It's a whole nother system that's on top of it. That's really intriguing. I'm, I can't wait to get my hands on that and see, see what we can do with it. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That is really yeah. exciting. Um, man, I need, I need to dig more into this and, and get prepped for this. So I guess, I guess the question is here, kind of bringing things a full circle with the character Ooh. creation build and the, this new game coming out. Are you going to go tried and true, like old steady? Are you going to, are you going to build a Chad? Are you going to like, <laughs> Where I mean, I'm sure you've thought of like, I don't know, probably a yeah. hundred different variations of what you could do in this game as you've been thinking about it. There are just there is just so many ways. Yeah, you you nailed it. So many different ways you could go about it. And that's what I want to do. That's the main driver of why I want to play through this game multiple times. Cause I want to 
build a super smart character, highest intelligence you can have to see what that what path that leads me down. Oh yeah. And then I want to do another playthrough with like the stupidest character in the world because there are yeah. dialogue options for dumb characters. Yeah. <laughs> um so I think to start off, I um I was toying with the idea of doing a Chad build. Uh, the strong, <laughs> the strength, the they call it they don't call it charisma, they call it charm in the game. And um it starts with a C. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and super low intelligence, the dumb build. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I'll become kind of, I kind of want to like experience the game first and th- I might be more comfortable just doing whatever build like I typically yeah. do. Um, yeah, your default regular. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, um, but I'm not sure. I'm still, t- I'm torn between the two. I'm not sure which way. I'll- yeah. There's so many games where I will restart <laughs> the game. Yeah. I'll get like three or four hours in and I'm like, mm, what's this kind of character like? And then I'll just yeah. make another one. And I'll end up playing through the first part of the game in <laughs> spending so much time just going through the same beginning part of the game over and over again, where I could be like, I don't know, 60, 70% of the way through the whole thing. Right. You've, uh, you've, you've played like 45 hours in four hour increments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that happens because I just want to yeah. try all the things and not miss anything. But of course, that just makes me miss other things instead. So yeah, because nobody no, has think, infinite time. I think with this one, I need to just pick one and stick with it play the game through and then I can fool around once I, once I see the, the main content at least. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I am, I am pumped. Um, I need to go ahead and I guess I could, so this is one of the things you can go buy the game, you can pre-order it or you can do the Xbox game pass. Yeah. That's so, a thing. Yeah. So game pass, you can get game pass if you have an Xbox one or I think it's PC as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get it for a dollar a month to start off. And you get the Outer Worlds on release day. That's nuts. on Game Pass. So I, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a PC player, so I will be on PS4 paying full price. But oh no, oh <laughs> no, it's gonna be well worth it. I think it will be well worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Outer Worlds for a buck seems like quite the deal. I might have to. You know what? I already did the Game Pass when I played Sea of Thieves. I don't know if I can still mm. get it for a dollar. But even if not, it's, I think it's nine bucks, 10 bucks a month, like nine, 10, 15, something like that. Yeah. yeah that's still and, cheaper. And this mm. month you also get, I don't know, new Vegas you get this month. It's coming to game pass. Um, yeah, well, and then it. I mean, which yeah. everybody has, who's yeah, listening sure. to this probably, <laughs> yeah. um, but dishonored too, as well. Um, which I've never tried out. I think you were actually telling me about dishonored in discord at one point. Yeah. Dishonored is great. Yeah. Let's, let's chat about other games real quick to kind of wrap yeah. this up. Because sure. we've got some time. We can run the, we can run the, you know what? We're in charge here. We can do whatever we want. We can make what? an extra long episode. <laughs> it's not? going crazy. Right? So let's, uh, so, and this is one of those topics that comes up a lot talking about Fallout and Elder Scrolls on, on my shows is mm-hmm. the other games that people who tend to enjoy these games also enjoy. And mm-hmm. games like Bioshock, that comes up regularly. Uh, Dishonored, those games are great, especially if you enjoy the sneaky kind of, build character yeah. for these other games and the world is so cool it's like this uh steampunky it's it's like i've heard it described as whale punk <laughs> if that makes any sense <laughs> the whole world is like this 1800s victorian but with more futurized weapons kind of thing where everything oh. is powered by uh whale oil that's oh, their main weird. source of power yeah so the oh. the entire at least this entire country is all about whaling and those kinds of things and you go to 
different locations where that becomes more and more evident. Mm-hmm. Um, but the storylines are good. The characters are really interesting. Uh, you know, there's the, the first game starts off with this dilemma where you are protecting the princess and then, and then mm-hmm. you know, the, I guess it's the queen and the princess, and then you get framed for something. So it's automatically from the beginning, you're like, all right, you guys are going down. <laughs> like, Oh, nice. <laughs> like this is, you know, those were, those were my friends you murdered and made it seem like it was me. This is, Ooh. this is going down. And, um, Corvo is the main character. He's got this cool looking mask. I don't know. Those, they're great games. If you want to dive in, I don't know. You could probably get through the first one in about 20 hours, 25 hours, maybe. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, if you take your time, which you can, because you can just sneak around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that, those are great. Definitely recommend, uh, checking out, um, uh, those if you, if you have a chance, I, I don't know yeah. if chat knows of any other games that typically come out. Is there anything else up on the horizon that you are? excited about because we're moving into the fall and we there's are. a bunch of stuff i mean things are already coming out there is a lot i mean i am very torn on death stranding right now mm-hmm. uh because i don't know what to make of that game so i think i'm gonna wait on that one obviously i'm getting the outer world i think death stranding comes out like the week after and yeah. i'm very i think i want to wait and see and see how see how it does see review wise see if anything about it makes sense because you're like, <laughs> I, I just don't get it. And I don't think many people do with car- between the carrying the babies around and cleaning up trash or having this pack, like pack mule style boxes on your back. I don't know if you've seen any of the trailers for it or paid much attention to it, but it since, looks, yeah, since wow. the first or second uh, round of trailers, I haven't really paid much attention it just it looks like a crazy one of those games where who knows why anything happens and right yeah it's it it looks rather watch someone play it than actually play it in my yeah in my experience exactly yeah i i think i need to wait and see but the big one i mean next year is as as good as this fall is going to be i think next spring is going to blow it out of the I mean, you have The Last of Us 2, and then you have Cyberpunk, and then my year's over, because that's all I'm going to yeah. be playing for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah, I'm super, uh, I'm super excited about Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Last of Us 2. So I never actually finished Last of Us. Oh, all right. Stream's over. Probably, Pod's over. I think no, I Todd's got to going it. to play him. <laughs> I got to. Okay, so let me, let me explain my dilemma with Last of Us. I got through to, I think it was the, buying, uh, the third uh arc like you know how it, it's yep. like the story has kind of these three it's like a you know three what's the word yeah three arc? they're like season three. Yep. yeah whatever you know like so I, I got to the beginning of that by the time i got to the beginning of that i felt done with it i was ready to move on mm-hmm. i was interested in where the story was going but i just the mechanics of the game i always felt were a little bit off just a little bit yep. awkward and frustrating at times. There were definitely times where I was like, I totally nailed that thing in the face, but now it's on top of me eating my brains and now I'm dead. Oh, you yeah. know? Yep. And that was what was frustrating. The story was great. The characters were great. The graphics and the art style, all of that stuff was super good, but I just mm-hmm. couldn't get through the mechanics to actually make it all the way to the end. And I know there's, you know, a dilemma at the end and some really interesting ending stuff that happens, which I haven't a hundred percent spoiled for myself, but I have a sense of probably what happens. Okay. Um, but I don't know that I can get into the second one because I have to be fully convinced that I'm not going to have that same dilemma with the mechanics. And it's not like, it's not like this is a, you know, Oh, Tom just sucks at games. Got to get good. You know, I'm playing games for a really, I'm, I'm okay. You know, like 
at the worst, I'm okay at a game. You know, mm. like, I'm not bad at any games. Um, I'm actually really good at some, but as I get older, that's less true. It's <laughs> <laughs> with most uh, of us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, have you seen much in the way of um, gameplay? A little quality? bit. They just came out with it the end of last, a couple of weeks ago, some, some gameplay. And it looks like a refined version of the first one. Um, mm-hmm. You're still kind of doing the same stuff. You're sneaking around a lot. You're s- s- kind of taking guys out stealthily. Um, there's some action parts. Um, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, the, I yeah. think the biggest drawback for the first game was that gameplay because it is, it's a little bit, it's that naughty dog kind of uncharted ish. Yeah. It's a little janky. It's a, a little janky. Yeah, yeah, and there yeah. are moments where it's extremely violent, and you're like, "Whoa!" Oh, yeah, and it yeah. takes you by surprise too. And oh, I, yeah, from from the gameplay and all the trailers for the second one, it doesn't get any less violent. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna stay yeah. like that. But the story itself, it's like it, at least go and if you're not gonna finish it, go check out the story because yeah, I need it to is look it up. Literally the best one, best video game story I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. It is amazing mm-hmm. and for oh, a single uh, for a, oh oh <laughs> i haven't seen it yet so i can't judge but there are definitely <laughs> okay. some good ones out there that i that are fair uh, enough, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> we'll, we'll, ha- we'll have a sequel to this conversation we'll have a follow-on conversation <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to look it up yeah definitely um, um so in chat other people are dropping in uh references here i want to oh, i want to get to so um doom eternal yes i love dune t- oh. doom dune that'd be cool a dune game game like the <laughs> movies and the old books um doom eternal is coming out doom 2016 was great did you play through that i didn't i didn't i oh, um, so i wasn't a big doom guy growing up so i didn't think that i should like i didn't really think to get into this one um but yeah, I'm old sense, enough, it's amazing <laughs> uh, i am old enough to have played doom when i was like 14 or 15 in high school which is oh, nice. the perfect age to have gotten into that yes. game because <laughs> Like it had that like MIDI heavy metal music, <laughs> like you know, and, and but it felt awesome at the time, and you're blowing things up and blood's going everywhere. It's all pixelated, but you know, it was yeah. Back in the day, that was the most amazing game that had ever come out to that to that point. Oh, it was cutting and, edge. Oh, I didn't own a, a a video game, a console, or computer growing up. Like my, I, I think when Doom came out, I was. Six eight around then, and mm-hmm. um, I remember going over to my older cousin's house, and he let me play a level, and it was just mind blowing. It's like, like, what, what, is, what this? is this? Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. When I put in uh, Doom twenty sixteen for the first time, I popped on these headphones that I'm wearing right now, which are mm-hmm. very nice quality Bear Dynamics headphones, and turned the volume all the way up, and. <laughs> started killing demons and i had the biggest goofiest grin on my face and after about i don't know the first 30 minutes or so my wife's desk was right next to me it, it still is here it was a different place though and mm. I, I took off the headphones and i look over at her with this big goofy grin and i'm like freaking 16 years old again this, this is so badass <laughs> this feels amazing and i put the headphones back on and went back into that world it was so good That's um, amazing. So yeah, definitely looking for for more of that uh who else oh yeah as note uh wolfenstein youngblood i didn't i didn't try that one i haven't played much through the wolfenstein modern games uh some people yeah, really like them matter. some people eh, i guess they kind of get middling uh reviews mm-hmm. and then i feel like there's some others i missed i'm scrolling back through the uh 
thing here. Uh, Watchdogs. That's Watchdogs. That yeah. Good. Yeah, that new I, one. I, I hope it's good. I didn't play through the other ones. I didn't either, but it looks like they have some interesting stuff with this new one where you can take over any NPC or be anyone in the game. They they made some bold claim that I'd like to see how it actually mm-hmm. plays out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have to wonder how that... Uh, it sounds like marketing speech, but if it actually is mechanically sound, you know, like right. good to do, then then that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's a game changer. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, well, well, thanks for going with me on this little uh, looking forward yeah. to other games. Uh, no worries. No worries. Little yeah. journey. Um, I, I always highly recommend something. It's one of the things I always do. I'm like, I highly recommend this. And I don't know why that's the wording I use, but guys, if you are listening to this show, if you're in the Twitch <laughs> chat right now, if you're at home on your podcast listening to this episode of the Fallout Lorecast, uh, go check out and if you're interested in the Outer Worlds or in other games for other stories from games like Fallout and a bunch of other games, even things like Mario, all, all sorts of stuff, then go check out Sebastian's shows. They're on the Robots Radio Network. They're on the network for a reason because they're freaking good. They're really good stuff. I think you guys will like them. So go check them out. Um, and Sebastian, for sure, I know, can be reached on the Discord. We are in oh, there yeah. every day commenting on things talking about stuff and even if we're not chatting oftentimes we're re- at least reading it because you know we're, we're we're watching the uh little competitions that sebastian's running or we're you know looking at the conversation about fallout and chiming in every so often about something cool so totally give that a shot if you're not in the discord or part of the robots radio family on discord right now because it is continuing to grow and it is just amazing i can't recommend it enough you guys should definitely get in there Come say hi to me. Come say hi to Sebastian. Say hi to everybody else. And other than that, Sebastian, how else can everybody get a hold of you? Uh, so we're on uh, Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook at Hidden Pixels Pod. Um, or now on Twitter, we have the Outer World Show. So you can mm-hmm. reach me on either one of those shows, depending on what your interest is. Uh, you can email us at hiddenpixelspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a website, also hiddenpixelspodcast.com. Um, those are probably yep. the best ways. Any of those messages, or like you said, on the Discord. The Discord, I am on every single day. I'm reading most of it. I might not comment on everything, but I'm reading it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you forget how to get a hold of either of us, you can always go to robotsradio.net and click the links on there to go to the different podcasts and find mm-hmm. all the stuff you want to find. Um, but man, thank you for joining me. I, I, so I want to go back to one of the things we brought up before, mm-hmm. the character builds and the design of characters i am serious about this i would love to see if anybody in our community can put together special builds for chad or for the lone wanderer or anybody else in the game and just you know define it and then if we can get enough variations on those maybe we can create a little competition and see which ones get voted the highest oh yeah let's let's do it the build battles build battles that could be the next build battle that's awesome (laughs) <laughs> the next, uh, well, what's the current battle called? Uh, Faction Wars. Faction Wars. That's it. We're on the finals mm-hmm. right now, as we speak. <laughs> yeah. So, what does what does that come down to? Who's who's in the runnings? It is the Minutemen versus the Enclave. I checked about right before we got on, and the Enclave was up by a vote. I want to say a single vote. I think it was one, but I'm not positive. They're up by a little bit. It's not much, so it is close right now. Wow. That's cool. Okay. Well, yeah. if you want to get in there and sway that vote, uh, now's your chance. 
So yeah. <laughs> until L. tomorrow morning when I wake up. <laughs> until tomorrow morning. So uh, if you, uh, this podcast will not be in most people's hands before nope. then. But if you are live in Twitch right now, that's the benefit of being live uh, watching the show. You get to jump in there and, and do stuff right away. So yeah. thank you so much, Sebastian. I really appreciate you coming on for the show this week. And dude, I'm going to catch up on your shows and I can't wait to uh, jump in this game and have more conversations with you and everybody else in the community about the Outer Worlds. Uh, and, same here. Thanks for having yeah. me, Tom. It's been awesome. 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 Well, you have a good night. You too. We'll see you, buddy. Thanks for listening to the Fallout Lorecast. All sounds and music are owned by Bethesda Softworks, and no copyright infringement is intended. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please contact us at falloutlorecast at gmail.com or follow us and post some messages to us on Twitter at falloutlorecast. And if you'd like to support the show, tell a friend, or check out the rewards you can get for becoming a patron at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon.